Good afternoon, and welcome to your DIY Health Radio here on the Spreaker Radio Network and simulcasting on free conference call. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Tuesday, September 5th, 2023. Hope everybody had a good Labor Day and the day off. I know there were a couple of folks that showed up for the show anyway. Uh, I think there were like four. Sorry about that, but I hope you had a nice little chat amongst yourselves. But uh, yeah, yesterday was no show day because uh, mama's home so i spent the holiday with her and uh, that's all there is but uh had a good time nice day it was hot here in ohio sunny put out the swimming pool for the dogs well the dog one of them gets in the other one jethro the uh, coon hound is not a water dog my wife got him to stand in it for a second and as soon as she turned her back he jumped out and ran off <laughs> anyway this program is meant to provide natural healing information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I search for and present to my listeners natural modalities that simply assist and augment the body's ability to heal itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. And there's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there, including the iTeraCare device, which is featured prominently at the top of the homepage. And um, there are uh, lots and lots of uh, videos on the YouTube playlist, there's like 140 of them. Uh, talking about the technology, how it's used, and um, testimonials from folks all over the world that have had life-changing results using these things. And that link for the YouTube playlist is on the website, along with downloadable flyers, brochures, um, standalone uh, website uh, dedicated just to the iTeraCare products. And then, of course, if you go there, you'll get more information, more testimonials, and the Order Now link. And if you click that, right now we got a special going on uh, through the 10th of this month. It uh, is called the, what is it called? The End of Summer Special. And uh, basically you can get two iTeraCare Classic 2.0 wands for $500. Normally they're $380 a piece, so you're saving, what, $260? Get an extra one for $120. Great to have around as a spare in case something happens to the first one. Uh, drop it or something like that or you lend it out, which happens a lot to somebody and they won't give it back, that kind of thing. But um, whatever you want to do, there's it's always good to have an extra. And just in case, it's like you should have spare parts for your AR <laughs> and any other guns you got. Uh, it's a good idea to have spare wands. Anyway, so 500 bucks will get you two of them. You just order it like normal. You just put in a one wand uh, but instead of putting 380 in the amount box, you put in 500, and that way I'll know that uh, the 500 is coming in, and we'll get the second one ordered for you, and both of them will ship to the same address for that price, and uh, your name, as always, goes in the remarks box. Don't put two wands, just put your name. Uh, if you put 500 in the amount box, that tells me automatically that you're getting two wands, but your name has to go in the remarks box, otherwise I don't know who sent the money. So, yeah, that's an important thing. Anyway, uh, 
check that out have fun with it also while you're on the main website be sure and hit the radio shows tab and at the top of the page is the link the archive page set up through castbox.fm and if you scroll down a little further you'll see the information on the shows we do when they're on and how you listen and that's been recently updated um, to alleviate or eliminate uh, jitsi from the list because of the issues we've been having with that platform and uh, all that good stuff and then if you scroll down a little bit further to the bottom you'll see the information or the link to the youtube playlist uh excuse me the link to the um facebook channel excuse me and the um telegram channel i believe is that what it was <laughs> i think <laughs> i'm still operating on monday it's uh this whole weekend's been a blur for me and uh, just one thing after another caused me to have brain freezes anyway check all that out and uh, if you have any questions or comments you can hit the contact me button keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the spreaker radio network free conference call their owners or sponsors or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in nothing we say on this show should be uh, construed to be a diagnosis you know to attempt to diagnose treat or cure any kind of a health or wealth issue it's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only so that as a responsible adult you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence to make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you all righty then um also can this is the first tuesday of the month that means tomorrow is the first wednesday of the month which means as usual i have my uh, retirees breakfast slash lunch and um, so far i've been able to get home in time to do the show but uh, in the off chance i'm a little bit late just sit tight i'll be here as quickly as i can and we'll get things going as soon as i get here but show tomorrow should be same time as always uh, 1 p.m eastern anyway we've got the uh the guys on uh, free conference call probably are seeing the uh, epic tv and business worried about government shutdown etc showing on their screens nasca's uh, part of that report is fauci's concerned that people won't wear masks again as they try and revamp and bring uh, covid back from the dead in order to scare people again before the elections and all that good stuff so they've got a little bit of a report here thought we would start out with that and then see where we go from there here we go amid a slight uptick in covid 19 hospitalizations more and more places around the u.s are bringing back masks dr anthony fauci says he's worried people won't comply with recommendations here's a covid update regions around the u.s are advocating for the use of masks to stop the spread of COVID-19. That's amid a small rise in hospitalizations and a new variant called BA-286. CDC data shows that hospitalizations are on the rise. However, they're still much lower than they were in February of this year. New York City officials are now asking residents to mask up during Labor Day weekend. Morris Brown College in Atlanta imposed a two-week-long limitation on gatherings. Lionsgate Studios in Hollywood brought back mask mandates for some office spaces, and some hospitals are bringing back mask mandates. Former White House Chief Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci told CNN he can't say how many more hospitalizations we'll see because of the new variant. He also says he's worried about people's response to masking recommendations. As you know, this is a very unpredictable virus. It's shown us that 
over the last three and a half years. I am concerned that people will not abide by recommendation. Fauci was then asked about a review published in late January at the Cochrane Library. It said there was no evidence to prove masks reduce the spread of COVID. Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, that show at an individual level for individual. When you're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. He said on an individual level, masks can still help protect someone. As of right now, there are no federal mask mandates or recommendations in place. However, Fauci says he hopes that if recommendations do come back, that people will abide by them. Meanwhile, Dr. Deborah Burks, former White House COVID-19 response coordinator, talked about mandates in an interview with Newsmax. Four years in, we don't need to mandate. We need to actually empower people with the information that they need for themselves and their families, because every family is different. While advising against mandates, Dr. Burks did praise COVID vaccines based on mRNA technology, which she says can help protect people. A Florida judge has struck down congressional district lines approved by Governor Ron DeSantis. He ruled the map was unconstitutional because it watered down minority voting power. Short and sweet, then they move on to other things. But um, I uh, got a new book over the weekend. I actually arrived on, um, uh, when was it, Friday. And um, lo and behold... I seem to have misplaced the link that I had. <laughs> yeah, I've got so many things on my computer that uh, trying to find the right stuff at the right time is a royal pain. But I think maybe it's in this bunch. Um, nope, it's not there. Do, 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 do. Nope. Goodness. Anyway. Um, well, as usual, I'll have to just create another window <laughs> and do it all over again. Oh, my goodness. Sorry about that. Um, really, 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 really good book. Short, easy to read. It's called Proof That Face Masks Do More Harm Than Good by Dr. Vernon Coleman. I had to wait, uh, oh, goodness, because it was a brand new book, um, I waited almost two months to get it. Now it's available in a couple of days. Um, I'll put the link in the chat room. Uh, where's chat, 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 chat? There we go. And let's shrink this down so we don't have all the extra stuff, all the tracking information. There we go. Uh, it's $10.95, and short read. It's only like 80-some pages. And basically... He gives like 105 or 6, I can't remember exactly, but it's by numbered points um, of why things, you know, why face masks don't work. Many of them cite studies. Um, and if you've heard me talk about this in the past, where when I first started researching masks at the, at the beginning of COVID-19, I started looking um, into things and found, uh, I couldn't find any studies that say face masks work. And I did find one study that um, showed that even in surgery, surgery um, there were fewer post-operative infections when the surgical team did not wear face masks compared to when the same surgical team doing the same type of surgeries did wear face masks. 
They did a series of surgeries. Uh, basically, the only thing that was different was the uh, patients. But uh, you had half the surgeries done with face masks, the other half without face masks, and the ones that the face, the not the the the, the, the no face mask <laughs> uh, surgical teams um, basically had fewer post-operative infections. That's pretty interesting. And the other thing is, is the big thing was always, you know, if, if doctors wear uh, face masks in surgery, then why shouldn't we fa wear face masks outside of surgery and out here on the streets and that kind of stuff? And, you know, let's talk a little bit about that. Um, because the laws of physics, science, biology do not change the second you walk from a regular place in the hospital into a surgical suite. Number one, the face masks that people are being asked to wear for COVID are varied. I mean, we're seeing things that people make out of paper towels, things that people make out of old T-shirts, uh, cloth masks versus uh, factory produced. You know, and if you see how those things are produced, you wouldn't want to wear one anyway. Um, but, you know store-bought mask versus homebrew mask and that kind of thing none of which protect against alleged viruses which are so teeny and tiny they slip right through any openings in those masks even though you don't think you see any there are microfine openings that are way bigger than the little tiny so-called viruses that is if you are silly enough to believe in the germ theory in the first place but assuming that that's the case you're not when you're in surgery they're not trying to protect against bacteria and viruses they're trying to keep the surgical team from sneezing into the surgical field uh, where the open body is where they've made the incision and cut the person open and again even studies have shown that even that's not a problem you know the thing is in a surgical suite number one you have super 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 filtered air that you know they have HEPA filters and all kinds of stuff the high efficiency particle arrest filters um, they have uh, negative uh, pressure so that everything is uh, sucked out of the place and is constant uh, internal flow of good clean highly oxygenated air so it's basically a sterile environment the masks themselves are sterile so and they are never touched except for the nose bridge section where they fold the thing over the top of the nose and the ear loops you know, people in surgery are taught, you know, the uh, sterile technique, and you never, ever, ever touch any other part of the mask. If you do, you immediately take it off and swap it out for a fresh one. And they generally don't wear a mask for more than two hours before it's thrown away and a fresh one's put on because the moisture that gets into those things then makes them, number one, less effective and more dangerous for the wearer. So there's a whole different story going on here. What they're wearing from them for in the first place, because it's not to protect against viruses, it's just in case somebody happens to sneeze, which is highly unlikely, because sneezes are generally caused by something you suck up your snout, and when the, you're in a sterile environment with negative uh, airflow and all that kind of stuff, uh, negative pressures and uh, highly oxygenated air, the chances of sucking something up into your nose that's going to make you sneeze is slim to none. And if you've got a cough, you shouldn't be doing surgery in the first place. 
So there's really no reason for anybody to wear a face mask in, a, in surgery in the first place, and studies have shown that it's more dangerous to wear them than not for both the wearer and the patient. The other thing is, is they have shown uh, that wearing face masks for any length of time will cause uh, hypoxia, which is low oxygen, blood oxygen, which results in headaches, uh, dizziness, um, you know, passing out altogether, uh, not to mention you know, lack of cognitive uh, function, um, fine motor skills start to go away, all the stuff that surgeons have to have in order to do what they're doing. And when you wear a face mask over time, that will cause those things to come in. That's why in surgery suites, they purposely pump in extra oxygen to keep your oxygen levels higher in the first place because they know it's going to drop as you go on through the surgery wearing those face diapers. So it's a whole different scenario from the very beginning of the environment itself and then why you wear the mask in the first place. You know, you're not trying to protect somebody in surgery when you're out walking around on the street or in your local grocery store. The idea is you're supposedly protecting yourself and others from catching a dangerous non-existent virus. Which again, if it did exist, it's so small it would go right through even an N95 mask which is designed to stop things at 0.3 microns when the so-called you know, COVID virus is 0.125 microns or less than half the size. And the, the N95s are called that because they're designed to stop 95% of airborne particulates at 0.3 microns or above. Well, 0.125 microns is about less than half that size. So even an N95 will not stop the so-called COVID-19 virus. So they are totally worthless. And this book by Vernon Coleman, Proof That Face Masks Do More Harm Than Good, uh, covers all kinds of stuff. And like I said, they're, they're just little, some of them are short points, some are long points, but there's like 105 or so of them. Some of them cite actual um, uh, studies and that kind of thing, when, uh, when they were published, where they were published, and that kind of thing. And I think they cite three of them that deal with uh, face masks and surgery. And, of course, they also explain the situation about surgery versus, you know, face diapers on the street for COVID. Two totally different things. And um, that's why, you know, when people say that, that just shows their ignorance. And you shouldn't be messing around with those kind of people. Just try and educate them. But if they don't, if their eyes glass over, just say next, walk away and find somebody that's got two brain cells to rub together. But uh, the bottom line of the thing, he says, is COVID-19 was a IQ test. And if you're still wearing a face diaper after doing some research into it, you have clearly failed the test. And that's the thing. There's so much information out there now that there that was next to impossible to find uh, years gone by because now we have the Internet. You know, granted, it's a double-edged sword. You have to watch for things and see um, what's there, what isn't, and be able to discern truth from fiction, at least it's there as a source of information. Whereas, you know, years ago, even uh, with swine flu, you didn't really have that kind of information available at, at your fingertips. You'd have to go to libraries and spend all day digging through things, trying to find anything that was uh, going to give you a close to, even close to a, a decent education on the subject.
But right now, I mean, you could sit down at your desk if there's a computer on it, and if it's connected to the internet, you can find just tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff that supports your, you know, tell you what you're wanting to know. The idea is not to go looking for something in particular. Like, I want, I want to find proof that masks don't work or proof that masks do work. I just want to find the information and let it tell me the facts as opposed to coming to a predetermined um, outcome, which is pretty much where most, you know, you have to look at the stuff. If you look at studies, you got to look at who put them together because virtually every study that says face masks work are put together by the people that are currently pushing face diapers as part of this fraud and hoax called COVID-19. And if you look at the ones that show that they don't work, those are generally put together by physicians, surgeons, um, other people who are doing um, studies out of their own without any preconceived reasoning. They don't have an agenda. Whereas the ones that say vaccines work, the ones that say face masks work, those are all put together by people that make money from selling vaccines and face masks. So there, there's a, you know, you really have to make sure that you're doing uh, the right type of research and you're paying attention to who did the so-called studies so that you have a clue as to how much weight to put on them. But basically, the, the name of this book, you know, Proof That Face Masks Do More Harm Than Good, uh, short or the, the subtitle kind of thing, or this description is a plethora of scientific evidence proving without doubt that face masks cause massive harm to the wearer and are no value in preventing infection. And uh, like I said, it's a really good, easy read. I finished it last night, and I only had, it took me a couple hours to read it because um, it's been sitting around most of the time. I've been doing other things. But I, I read a couple of parts, you know, a couple pages of it Friday night, and then I didn't have time to get into it until yesterday afternoon, and I had it done in a couple hours, and I'm a slow reader. But uh, I highly recommend it. It's a great book, 1095, uh, available on Amazon, which means it's probably available in lots of other places if you don't want to buy it from Amazon. Um, it's just an easy place to find it real quick. But um, anyway, just wanted to get that out there for folks that are interested. Um, There's lots of good information. You know, it doesn't cite as many studies, per se, as I had hoped that it would, or that I thought that it would. But just the same, uh, had a lot of good information and well worth uh, the time to, to take and buy it and read it. So anyway, check that out. Vernon Coleman is an uh, amazing guy. He's been around for years and years and years and years. I think he first started practicing medicine in 1970 and has written like 100 books. And before COVID was like the go-to guy in the UK for, um, you know, asking medical questions, being a guest on talk shows and that kind of stuff. And then, of course, he was one of the first people in the UK especially to start questioning COVID and getting up and telling the truth about it, which, of course got him uh, shut down and canceled and everything else possible. So now he has his own websites, uh, vernoncoleman.com and vernoncoleman.org. And the vernoncoleman.org site has um, his individual uh, videos that he puts out and that kind of thing, which is uh, uh, really, really 
you know, some good stuff. And I played one on my morning show today. I wanted to play another one. Um, these are short and sweet, usually. This one was done, the one I talked about this morning was done back, and it was talking about how the people that have jabs are going to die quickly and early. Um, and it was done in, like, February or you know, maybe it been December of 2000 or, two, or early 2001, something like that. This one, all COVID jab deaths are murder or suicide, and this was done on the 31st of March of this year. So I'm going to get this one started and get it playing on. It's the 31st of March 2023, and this is my video number 326. Anyone who tells you vaccines are safe and effective is lying. That's the title of my book on vaccination, which I wrote a dozen years ago. And as far as I know, no one's ever complained about the accuracy of the title. They probably moaned about it, but they haven't been able to disprove it because it's right. And of course, no vaccine in history, or indeed no drug in history, has been as dangerous as the COVID-19 jab. No prescription product you can think of has caused as much death, pain and misery. The people who promoted it and gave it, often forcing it on people, should be serving lifetime sentences in prison without any chance of parole. In America, the Covid jab has become part of an irresponsible and unscientific vaccination programme. Parents who allow their children to be jabbed should have their children removed from their care. Why the hell do they allow people to jab dangerous drugs into their kids without at least asking them what they're doing, why they're doing it, and what evidence they have that it might be doing more harm than good. They only invented COVID-19 because they decided the flu wasn't frightening enough, though actually the official statistics show that some years the original flu kills more people than the newly marketed rebranded flu has killed. And yet the useless and toxic COVID jab has become part of the routine, untested vaccination programme used on small children and the authorities are killing infants and toddlers faster than ever. Have you noticed how they've been targeting individuals at the two extremes of life? The very old and the very young, expensive to look after and easy to get rid of. The COVID jab bugs up the immune system so that the body can't respond to other infections. And it's an mRNA jab, which I believe affects the DNA and can lead to gene mutations and cancer. There's already evidence about the cancer, of course. I've dealt with that before. So despite all the evidence, insane, money-grubbing doctors are giving the stuff to toddlers, patients in hospitals, school kids and pilots. You can't enter America unless you're stupid enough to have agreed to be given an injection that will probably kill you. I sometimes think that Djokovic must be the only sane tennis player in the world. Those who have the Covid jab voluntarily are committing suicide. Those who are having it involuntarily are being murdered. Now in the US of A they want the Covid jab to be given annually. Paediatricians in the United States are told to give five vaccines at once using both arms and both legs of the children they're vaccinating. Under fives are being given a fourth COVID jab. Kids under five now get 42 vaccinations. It may be more by now. It's mass murder. What do they think causes sudden infant death syndrome? No one's ever tested to see, that it, see if it's safe to give all those injections to a growing child. Look at the sole of your shoe and you'll find all the scientific evidence proving that it's safe to give healthy children all these drugs. Meanwhile, sudden deaths are commoner than ever. Asthma and COPD are rising dramatically and they're blaming air pollution or wearing the wrong size shoes or not eating enough broccoli. 
Sports stars and entertainers are dropping dead so fast it's becoming fashionable. Over 130 Canadian doctors died after being jabbed. In America, the VAERS results published officially show that there have been 34,725 cases where the patient died after a COVID jab. It'll be more than that by now, of course. And remember, only about 1% of vaccine side effects are reported. So far in the United States, 121 children under the age of 16 have died after being jabbed. Those are figures which would make any serial killer drool with envy. And before any stupid pro-vaxxer complains that the VAERS results are unreliable, let me remind you that there's a disclaimer on the VAERS site saying that giving false information can lead to a fine and imprisonment. And if you look at the reports, it's obvious that most were written by despairing doctors. It's a kill shot, there can be no doubt, but the pro-vaxxers, supported by the media, constantly refuse to debate vaccination because they know they're wrong and they'd lose any debate. The World Health Organization declared that anti-vaxxers are among the top threats to global health, a statement which should go straight to the top 10 really stupid remarks made in the 21st century. I've experienced censorship for decades because I've constantly told the truth about vaccines and vaccination. No one's ever found factual errors in any of the many statements I've made. Long before the fake pandemic and the fake vaccine were introduced in 2020, I was banned all around the world for telling the truth about vaccines. So, for example, the following paragraph appears in 2011 in my book, Anyone Who Tells You Vaccines Are Safe and Effective Is Lying, Here's the Proof. Here's the quote. Quote, the power of the pro-vaccination lobby is powerful and far-spread. When I wrote a column for the Oriental Morning Post in China, the editors were at first reluctant to publish a column I'd written criticising vaccination. Eventually, the editors printed the piece, simply because I refused to provide an alternative. After the column appeared, my book publishers in China wrote to tell me that the Chinese government had informed them that they could no longer publish my books. My publishers in China had produced four of my books, all of which had sold very well, but they'd been told by the government that only medical publishing houses could in future publish books concerned with healthcare. Other Chinese publishers who'd shown great enthusiasm for publishing my books suddenly changed their minds. That's the end of the quote. Anyone who looks at the evidence knows that the COVID-19 jab, which doesn't do what the government and the medical establishment said it would do, but does do what I said it would do, is the most dangerous medical intervention ever produced. Everyone responsible for its production and promotion should, in my view, and I believe this will happen, they should be arrested. But no one will dare debate with me. The BBC has a rule about never allowing anyone to question vaccination. They know that the facts show that vaccination doesn't work and is dangerous. And they're frightened that I'll make vaccine supporters look like idiots. That tells you everything, doesn't it? If the pro-vaxxers thought they were right and I was wrong, they'd jump at the chance to make me look like a fool on live television. But their constant refusal to debate in public proves that they're wrong and we're right. Instead of an open live debate, politicians and journalists who are pro-vaxxers censor me, suppress me and libel me. That's all they've got, censorship and abuse. If you want to know the truth about vaccines and vaccine vaccination, have a look at my book, Anyone Who Tells You Vaccines Are Safe and Effective Is Lying. Here's the proof. And here's another thought. I can't prove this, but I'd be, I wouldn't put anything past the people flogging these very expensive, very profitable jabs. 
when there's another fake pandemic, there's going to be another fake pseudoscientific fake vaccine, another piece of mRNA junk. So how does anyone in the world know whether the next semi-compulsory jab will mix well with the first semi-compulsory jab? What are the odds that when the two combine in the patient's body, the patient will drop dead in 24 hours? I can't say that will happen, and the pro-vaxxers can't say it won't. Thank you for listening to me, old man in a chair. May God be with you. Paraphrasing the words of Rick of the excellent True News, I promise to give you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help me God. Distrust the government, avoid mass media, and fight the lies. Please share this with everyone you know. YouTube banned me a long time ago and I'm totally banned from all social media for the curious modern crime of telling the truth. But you can find me on vernoncoleman.com where I've been sharing truths since long before the eagle, evil Google and YouTube were born. Thank you again for watching an old man in a chair. Alrighty. It's the 35 um, he's got an update. How many people are the vaccines killing? Let's see. Wow. Woo Lots of information there. And that's, I put the link to the video we just watched in the chat room. And um, I'm also going to put it on the Telegram channel. Do, 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 do. There we go. So, um, and this one doesn't have a video, so we'll just go ahead and link to it. Um, also, there's another one, COVID-19, Greatest Hoax in History, and that is one of his books. They have it available as paperback or ebook. and uh, so far, the stuff he's done, I've found, been very interesting and well worth uh, the time and effort it takes to obtain them and to read them. And I, during the, while this video was playing, I ran downstairs and grabbed my copy of Proof That Face Masks Do More Harm Than Good. I just want to read a few of these things. Um, there's like, let's see, how many are there? Almost to the back end here. There's 111. Okay. But there's some really good stuff in here. I started, you know, the first part I wasn't highlighting things. <laughs> and then the farther I got into it, I said, I need to make some marks on these pages. Um, so I'm just going to start on some of the ones that I did highlight. Here we go. This was originally, uh, this was a longer one, number 38, Dr. M. Grayson Brisson, MD, PhD, is a leading European consultant, neurologist, and neuropsychologist, or excuse me, neurophysiologist. In October 2020, she warned that rebreathing our tailed air, because of wearing masks, will create oxygen deficiency and an excess of carbon dioxide in the body. We know, she said, that the human brain is very sensitive to oxygen deprivation. These are, there are nerve cells in the hippocampus that cannot last longer than three minutes without oxygen. Dr. Bree, uh, Grease, uh, Brisson pointed out that the acute warning symptoms of oxygen deprivation are headaches, drowsiness, dizziness, difficulty in concentration, and slowing down of reaction times. The real danger is, however, that when the oxygen deprivation becomes chronic, the symptoms disappear because the body gets used to them. 
However, efficiency remains impaired and the damage to the brain continues. We know that neurogenerative diseases take years and or dec uh, to decades to develop. If today you forgot your phone number, the breakdown in your brain would have already started two or three decades ago. Dr. Griesbrissen explains that while the mask wearer thinks that they are becoming accustomed to rebreathing exhaled air, the problems within the brain are growing as the oxygen deprivation continues. She also points out that brain cells which die because of a shortage of oxygen will never be replaced. They are gone forever. She goes on to argue that everyone is entitled to claim exemption from mask wearing because oxygen deprivation is so dangerous and masks don't work. Finally, Dr. Griesbrissen points out that children and teenagers must never wear masks because they have extremely active and adaptive immune systems, but also because their brains are especially active and vulnerable. The more active an organ is, the more oxygen it needs. And the damage to children's brains is huge and irreversible. And this is where I started highlighting. She warns that dementia is going to increase in 10 years and that the younger generation will not be able to reach their potential because of the mask wearing. Oxygen deprivation adversely affects the heart of the lungs, the heart and the lungs, but it also damages the brain, and the damage will be permanent. <clears throat> My conclusion has to be that no one has the right to force us to deprive our bodies of oxygen for absolutely no good reason. I would say, <laughs> leave off that part. They just Nobody has the right to force us to deprive our bodies of oxygen, period. No good reason or not. Depriving the individuals of oxygen is a crime perpetrated by those demanding that we wear masks. Those who let it happen and, who's, and, who, and those who collaborate are also guilty. And those who wear masks in situations where they are not legally required are cooperating in a criminal activity. Inevitably, Dr. Grease Brisson interviews, and I would say, those who wear in situations, period, because no one can be legally required to do it in the first place. They're engaging in criminal activity. Inevitably, Dr. Grace Brisson's interview was removed from YouTube as part of the global suppression of medical information. Imagine that. Then we go to number 39. The nasal flu vaccine, the one given to children, contains attenuated or weakened live viruses, allegedly. It is possible that if a child has a weakened immune system, as would doubtless be the case if they've been imprisoned and kept indoors a lot and had for absolutely no good reason been wearing face masks the whole time, then the attenuated virus in the vaccine might cause the flu. Because attenuated viruses aren't quite dead, they could change or even become, become live. That's one of the fallacies of so-called viruses. And they could mutate, and they could result in other people being infected. So it's possible that a child who has a nasal flu vaccine could transmit the flu virus to granny, who might die as a result. Many doctors now believe that masks are being used as a conditioning tool to make us more compliant. You think? <laughs> Most people dutifully wear them, wrongfully believing that their masks will protect them from the coronavirus and without any of the any idea of the damage that's being done to their physical and mental health. All around the world, citizens have proved to be exceptionally or extraordinarily obedient and gullible, pathetic even, 
accepting the lies and deceits quite freely. Social distancing and the wearing of masks are both likely to be long-term and possibly permanent, and the physical and mental damage done is also likely to be long-term and permanent. Number 42, the Chinese wear masks routinely to protect themselves from pollution. But the mask appeared to make no difference to the spread of the coronavirus in China. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, let's see here. Here's a good one. I, had to, I even circled the number. Number 50. It was proved in 1920. 1920. That cloth masks failed to impede or stop flu virus transmissions. It was concluded that the number of layers of fabric required to prevent pathogen penetration would require a suffocating number of layers and could not be used. It was also recognized that there was a problem of leakage around the edges of cloth masks. Ah, here we go. 51, a paper entitled Use of Surgical Face Masks to Reduce the Incidence of the Common Cold Among Health Workers in Japan, a randomized clinical trial published in the American Journal of Infection Control in June 2009. The authors concluded that face mask use was found not to be protective against the common cold when compared to controls who did not wear face masks. My question is, with so many studies out there all damning the use of face masks, how is it? that Fauci, Burks, Trump, now Biden, and all the rest, the World Health Organization, how is it that they came to the conclusion that face masks were going to help? When all the science shows otherwise, and these are so-called scientists, how is it? And how is it that all the so-called media, who have their own researchers that could easily, you know, if... If they wanted to, the so-called fact-checkers, they could look up and quite quickly find things for their interviewers to refute the interviewees when they come up with a lie like face masks will protect you from the germs. Why is that not being done? Of course, that's a rhetor those are rhetorical questions because we know that all these people are in cahoots and trying to kill everybody trying to keep us sick, trying to keep us under control, and trying to make us dead. And, of course, the other thing that's interesting is why is it when virtually every household in the country has access to the Internet that we don't have more people standing up and saying, hey, he's lying. You know, he's lying. I checked, and I can't find anything that supports what he's saying. But I can find study after study after study refuting what he's saying. That's like well, why at my church everybody brings their Bible to church because they don't just believe what the pastor's saying. When he says, open your Bible to such and such, we do. And if he says something that's not correct, we say, wait a minute, the Bible says this, not that. <laughs> Nobody else, nobody's doing that in the rest of the world. What's going on here? Why is it that people aren't doing their own fact-checking instead of relying on Snopes and whoever else, which have been proven to be liars themselves? Lazy and cowardice. People are afraid 
number one, they're too lazy. They're too busy doing everything else. The last thing they want to do is anything that would require them to think or come to conclusions outside of what they're being told by the mass media and, of course, government and the liars like Fauci and company. And then the other thing is they're too chicken. You know, there's the cornbed version, as DW would say. They're just flat-out chicken. They don't want to be the one that has to stand up and say, wait a minute, Fauci, highest-paid government employee, you're lying. Prove what you're saying is true. And, of course, he's the flip-flop man. When the first thing, when the stuff started first started up oh no nobody needs to wear face masks they aren't going to do any good and there was if i could find it (laughs) he actually took part or a study that was run by him back in when was this like in the 80s or 90s that showed the face mask didn't work (laughs) he sort of looked up his own studies um oh here we go i think this is it yeah. Okay. In their follow in their following paper titled "Mass False Safety and Real Dangers Part 3, Hypoxia, Hypercapnia, and Psychological Effects." Excuse me, physiological effects. They state in our previous paper in this series we found a historical correlation with the hypercapnic practice, which is higher um, carbon dioxide specifically mask wearing and a severe surge of bacterial pneumonia deaths this time period was misnamed the spanish flu due to a number of reasons too extensive for this paper yeah it was all fraud they didn't want to know it was being caused by their uh, vaccines dr anthony fauci's research team found that every cadaver exhumed from that time in 1918 to 1919 showed the cause of death was bacterial pneumonia secondary to typical upper respiratory bacteria they also go on to say common and life-threatening diseases of impeding airflow included both obstructive disorders such as asthma copd bronchi uh, bronchiectasis and emphysema as well as restrictive orders such as pneumothorax atelic atelectasis respiratory distress syndrome and pulmonary fibrosis so even fauci's own paper found that they weren't dying of a respiratory virus they were dying of bacterial pneumonia when in fact it was caused brought on by the vaccines of the time Dr. Eric Naputi of St. Louis made a video which went viral telling others about what he had ha- what had happened to a four-year-old relative of a patient of his who nearly died after developing bacterial pneumonia because of prolonged mask use. Oh, here we go. Circle and a star. That's a good one. In March 20, 2021, A 13-year-old boy was banned from attending classes at the British International School, Stockholm, in Dandard, which I think is Sweden, uh, until he agreed to remove the face mask he was wearing. The Public Health Agency of Sweden states children do not need to wear face masks. It is difficult for children to handle and wear face masks the right way, and children are not the drivers of infection in this epidemic 
and do not spread infection in the same way as adults. <laughs> well, that's a screwy statement, but the bottom line is the main thing was they don't have to be wearing masks. And this kid was coming to school with a mask on, and they told him, until you take it off, you can't come to school. Imagine that being done here. <laughs> Just the opposite. You can't come unless you wear a face diaper. Oh, man. Each month, an estimated 129 billion face masks and 65 billion gloves are used and disposed of globally. A lot of this waste is ending up in landfills, waterways, and oceans, which is having a harmful effect on wildlife, particularly sea life. Non-reusable non masks, which are made out of plastic, such as polypropylene, take around 450 years to biodegrade, making them just as environmentally unfriendly as plastic carrier bags. And it goes on and on and on. <laughs> but uh, the conclusion of the book at no previous time in history have large numbers of people been forced to wear masks the long-term physical and, and so psychological consequences are unknown though uh, though those ordering that mask be worn are no doubt aware of the extraordinary risks and of the way that masks can be used to oppress and subjugate the population the evidence clearly shows that mask wearing is likely to do no good but a great deal of harm the big lie, which is the World Health Organization, governments everywhere, and YouTube want to disseminate, is that wearing masks is essential to control COVID-19. But the medical and scientific evidence, banned by YouTube and most mass media, shows that masks have little or no useful effect, but can increase the risk of infection and can make breathing difficult. There is little doubt that masks do far more harm than good. Cloth masks are permeable to 97% of viral particles. A study by the University of East Anglia concluded that wearing masks was of no benefit and could increase infection. Believe it or not, the University of East Anglia is where a lot of the um, global warming disinformation comes from. Imagine that. Experts in respiratory disease and infection protection from the University of Illinois have explained that face masks have no use in everyday life, neither as self-protection nor to protect other people. A study published by the Annals of Internal Medicine concluded that neither fabric mask nor surgical mask can prevent the spread of COVID-19 by coughing. An article of the New England Journal of Medicine published in May 2020 concluded that masks offer little or no protection and that the call for masks to be compulsory was an irrational fear reflex. A German study showed that masks had no effect on infection rates. Dr. Fauci, the American COVID-19 supremo, expressed real doubts about masks. On May 20th, 2020, or excuse me, May 28th, 2020, he admitted masks are little more than symbolic, virtue signaling. A meta-study on influenza published in May 2020 by the CDC in America um, found that face masks were of no help. The available evidence shows clearly that masks do not work, but do have the potential to cause a variety of health problems, including short-term problems such as breathlessness and long-term problems such as brain damage and death. That's pretty long-term. And yet, despite all this... 
There have been suggestions from various authorities that mask wearing and socialist distancing will need to be permanent. It has also been suggested that masks should be worn in the home. The skeptical will find it impossible to avoid the conclusion that there is far more to masks and compulsory mask wearing than meets the eye. Afterward, there is absolutely no scientific reason for mask wearing under any circumstances. The COVID-19 hoax is an IQ test. Anyone who wears a mask after studying the evidence has clearly failed the test. So there you have it, short and sweet. But that's a good little book. Again, proof that face masks do more harm than good than uh, by Vernon Coleman. And it's 82 pages long. Not too bad. Highly recommend it. Get it, read it, share it with anybody that'll listen. Alrighty then. Um... Let's see what else is going on. Any comments about that? Anybody think that we're not going to be uh, trying to get us to wear masks again here in the near future? Just unmute and jump in. Feel free. Or not. Okay. Let's see here. U.S. government illegally surveilling target citizens to silence their free speech. Surprise, surprise. UN launching a cyber army to aggressively push Agenda 2030 while suppressing everything they label disinformation. Some of the stuff that's going on right now. <laughs> Some U.S. states likely to launch their own currency as financial collapse looms. Watch as Ed Dowd describes the approaching scenario. Hmm, maybe. Of course, again, more Titanic expeditions are planned despite Titan submersible disaster, but U.S. government wants them to stop. What are they hiding? <laughs> oh, good question. Ah, in Florida, the last three hurricanes arrived with such precision and destruction that many now believe the government is weaponizing weather. Yeah, people are a little slow to catch on, but they'll get it. Hypocrite climate change. Somebody want to say something? Go ahead, Dave, Pam, whoever. Hello? Yeah, Dave, go ahead. Hey, buddy. Um, you mentioned the Titanic and, uh, well, COVID masks, too. Did you guys <laughs> talk about oh, Biden's wife has self-quarantined because she's got COVID? <laughs> really? Yeah, and she's been, you know, just like Biden. He's been jabbed so many times, you know, and let he's been found to be positive what three or four times, something like that. No, right, <laughs> boy. Yeah, got got to thank them for you know. Glad they got those jabs. I haven't been jabbed once, and I've never had it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Imagine that. Um. Okay. Anyway, um, the the Titanic. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if you saw the documentary. I'm sure you've probably heard that the Titanic was actually the Olympic. Mm, I hadn't heard that. There's, there was a ship before, the sister ship of that Titanic is called the Olympic. Mm. 
and it's identical except for a couple of different things like in the in the dance hall or something it had like the marble on the floor was a different color or diff- something was different about the inside in mm-hmm. like the ballroom yeah but um that ship had been wrecked a, a bunch of times the olympic and the captain was like a, a real hot dog and a, and a drunk <laughs> and the the last wreck that he had the the insurance company told them that they couldn't insure it anymore you know they were going to lose their insurance policy and so what they did was they um they told that captain he had to you know he was going to be cap captaining the 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 titanic but mm-hmm. it was really the olympics and it would be his last voyage and um that you know they'd be rescued but they were going to he was supposed to crash it or uh whatever i can't remember the whole plan but the the olympic was the only ship that that uh white star cruise line uh had primed the undercoat primer was gray mm-hmm. um all their other ships had a black primer undercoat with a black paint mm-hmm. And each one of the ships had their names etched around the wheelhouse, you know, up at the top or something, uh-huh. etched in the steel. Well, the Olympic or the Titanic had its had a nameplate of letters. Each letter was a separate piece of steel. And in the in the wreckage, they found the that the the primer under the paint is gray, which was the Olympic. And mm-hmm. two of those letters have fallen off the wheelhouse and underneath them are etched an M and a Y or a P or something like that. So they know it's the Olympic, but <laughs> the, um, uh, Lloyd's of London paid out, uh, $17 million, um, they had extra insurance on that and um on the olympic which was the titanic but they um the 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 propeller had been bent the the captain had you know he bent the propeller several times and uh, they couldn't fix it anymore or something i can't remember the you know exactly what they said but the propeller was stamped and they see, they've seen this in dives on the you know the the sunken ship uh, that it they can't make it all out but it's 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 got the number of the Olympic on it and and it had a repair in it and so they know for sure that that that's what it was and then the captain of this other ship that was supposed to rescue the Titanic that the the captain wasn't the Titanic wasn't in the right spot. Um, so when that ship was there waiting for the Titanic, it, that Titanic showed up, but in the wrong place. And it was supposed to send out like white rockets flares mm-hmm. to, you know, signal that ship to that, Hey, it's us come and save us now. It, he, they were sending out the wrong color flares. <laughs> and so that captain kept denying his, you know, and there, there's video of it or uh, audio of that captain saying to his crew um, that you know the, they're the wrong color rockets or something like that, and uh, 
he never rescued them. And, uh, and then he tried to, to clear his name, you know, years later, several times, but he, he never was able to before he died. Um, and it, so these, these documentaries are on uh, governamerica.com. And they're, you know, this guy plays these documentaries every Sunday, all day for 24 hours all these incredible documentaries about all these conspiracies and and it really uh they're they're i never miss sundays on that guy's platform so you might be able to find them there but uh there are some pretty good documentaries there's a couple different ones about the titanic so i I just just put the link in the chat room for everybody to check that out fractured fairy tale windows of opportunity instead of dies destruction Man of contagious influence, <laughs> Bill Gates. Oh, boy. Interesting. I'll have to see if I can find that on there and watch it. That sounds pretty cool. whole lot different from the movie that have Leonardo DiCaprio, a world, a new world person. I mean, that sucker, how does he show up at the, uh, the Bilderberg and all the other places along with all these uh, in the... Uh, World Economic Forum and all that kind of junk. Here's Leonardo DiCaprio. Kind of makes you wonder about that schmuck, doesn't it? (laughs) Man. Got radio opinion links about issues. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Yep, I'll have to take a a look at that. Anyway. Yep. They're going to do more dives, but the U.S. government wants it to stop. Makes you wonder, is that, is that what they're trying to hide? The fact that the Titanic is actually the Olympic? <laughs> oh, boy. Let's see here. What else is going on? There was a good one. Vindication. Patriotic 12-year-old who was kicked out of class for having a Gadsden patch on his bag prompts the school board to overturn discriminating viewpoint. And for those of you that don't know, Gadsden Patch is the yellow background with the snake, and it says, don't tread on me. A 12-year-old Colorado kid who got kicked out of class for wearing a Gadsden Patch has won big against the school's viewpoint discrimination. Jaden, who attends the Vanguard School in Colorado Springs, Colorado, carries a backpack with a Gadsden Patch. Oh, that little devil. The controversial patch is a historical American flag with a yellow field depicting a timber rattlesnake coiled and ready to strike. Beneath the rattlesnake are the words, don't tread on me. It was designed by South Carolina soldier Christopher Gadsden in the mid-1770s. The school staff went hysterical over the patch and booted the poor boy out of class. They, tr- they tied the symbol or symbolless slavery, citing the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, an organization that enforces federal anti-discrimination laws. According to the EEOC, the flag originated in the Revolutionary War in a non-racial context, but it has since been sometimes interpreted to convey racially tinged messages. Not really. I've never seen that. Anyway... The bag can't go back if it's got the patch on it, because we can't have that in and around other kids, the school administrator said. Yeah, we can't have them learning real history. 
But Jaden's mother was quick to defend her son, claiming that the flag originally came from the American Revolution as a symbol of the 13 colonies' fight against the British crown. It did not promote slavery. The mother also questioned if the school employee was mistaking it for a Confederate flag. (laughs) Uh, Again, someone that doesn't know history. The staff responded, I am here to enforce a policy that was provided by the district and definitely you have every right not to agree with it. (laughs) Author Connor Boyack shared the story and it went viral immediately. And there's a bunch of stuff here that's blocking. Good grief. It's covering up the text. (laughs) I hate when that happens. Yeah, there's all kinds of side panels here that cover up the entire rest of the article, which stinks. Hmm. Let's see if anyone have any to do. Okay, meet 12-year-old Jaden, who was kicked out of class. Uh, let's go ahead and share this. Um, Got to find the right one. Ah, there we go. And this is just a little tweeter tweet. Um. Do they know what the Gadsden flag is? It's a historical flag. So um, the reason that they do not want the flag, the reason we do not want the flag displayed, is due to its origins with slavery and slave trade. That is what was, um, that's the reasoning behind our McDonald's, like, the Gadsden flag, the don't tread on me, mm-hmm. which is the Gadsden flag. Okay. Um, okay. So he, he, um, he, what's going to happen if he doesn't take it off? He, I mean, he is able to go, I was actually just telling him, like, I was upset that he was missing so much school, I'm like, ah, so... I asked him, can he just take his stuff out of his bag and go back to class? Like, I just want him to go back to class. The bag can't go back. It's got a patch on it because we can't have that in and around other kids. So that's what I was trying to, and then he said you were close. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, it has nothing to do with slavery. That's like the Revolutionary War. Oh, thank you. What happened there? Um, the Confederate pet, our Confederate flag? <laughs> okay, I, so... I am here to enforce the policy that was provided by the district, and definitely you have every right to not agree with it. I mean, because the ACLU says that he's allowed to wear that. If you like go on their website, it like says in the big so letters. All all I'm saying is that unless there's like a ban on patches, period, like if you said there's no patches allowed at the school, you cannot display what you think or anything like that or what cheer or anything like that. Um, I I don't. I think it's like one-sided, you know, because you allow some patches but not other patches. Other names have patches, like other names and like the American flag and that flag. Yeah, that was like flown during the revolution with. Um, yeah, I, I don't understand that at all. So what I can do is... And if you, if you go into the ACLU's website, side, yeah, let's let's talk to I someone. Can, I, I, have you speak to, I can have you speak to our Jeff Yoakum okay. again. Okay. Um, and then he can refer you to 
our person at the district. Okay. Um, because, like I said, we're following district policy, okay. is what we're doing. The last thing I want is him out of class. Yeah, I know that's he, all he, he takes his classes seriously. He yes. studies. He does, he wants to get straight A's. He did that. He made honor rolls when he was here before. Yep. He intends to do that again right now, but it's hard because he keeps missing class for this. So I understand that. Yeah, and I, I mean, we teach him to always stick up for your beliefs. And I mean, you're going over the revolution this for seventh grade. I mean, the founding fathers stood up for what they believed in against unjust laws. This is unjust. Okay, I, like I said, we are upholding a policy that was provided to us, which we have to uphold. Okay, can you show me where the policy? I don't hope you can make that out. It wasn't real clear, but bottom line is they got it so when he's a little way uses flight or uses a wears patch. Um, and again, it's unfortunate <laughs> that you can't see half of the article because it's covered up by stuff. Kind of weird, but that's the way things are sometimes. Go ahead. So my grandson is 10, just started fifth grade, mm -hmm. and my daughter sent him to school in a shirt that says, my mom can kick your mom's butt. <laughs> Today was the first day of school, and he wore that shirt, and she, she drove him and his friend to school and then took their picture out in front of the school under the name of the school with their thumbs up. And then she walked him into class and nobody said a word. <laughs> he had a half day today. Really? Yeah. Nobody said nothing. And, um, except one kid said, Oh, my mom could kick your mom's butt. <laughs> Next thing you know, everybody's going to be wearing those shirts. <laughs> You're right. So, you know, the reason she sent him last year, he started school, you know, he was homeschooled, and then she put him in public school about, I don't know, um, it was halfway, less than halfway through the school year, or more than halfway. He only had, like, four months of school. And uh, there were some other kids that, you know, kind of bullied him. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said that was for the the, bull, the kids that were the bullies. And uh, I said, yeah, well, you know, it's probably not a good idea because other kids are going to challenge him on that, just yep. like what happened today. So, but no, none of the faculty said a word. <laughs> they don't want to get their butts kicked. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I told her she. I had her looking up that that story. What you just shared. And uh, I said, he needs a Gatson flag patch on his go. backpack. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks. Uh, remember those annoying dancing COVID-19 nurses on TikTok? <laughs> They've moved on to dancing against yet another hoax. Global warming. Now that the Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 is over. Yeah, right. But that's making a comeback. All those bored doctors and nurses who staged mimed dancing routines and other cringeworthy performances on TikTok have switched to climate change. In the video below, watch and see for yourself what the world's frontline responders are doing with their time 
to promote a green shift in order to save the environment from the efforts of glo or effects of global warming. There are apparently so few people who are sick and dying, just like during COVID-19, that these medical professionals found ample time to choreograph this embarrassing offline routine to show that they are committed to ending the use of fossil fuels and stopping carbon so the planet does not die. Here we go. that idiot playing a bugle was supposed to be doing <laughs> oh, what a joke staying alive i'll tell you what that's amazing that so many so-called intelligent people can be so stupid here's our yeah, ma yeah go ahead it, it sounded like uh what was it uh 2001 the space odyssey like he was trying to play that I'm not sure what he was trying to do, but it sure sucked. <laughs> yeah, it did. Right. Hey, Jim. Um, yeah, hey, Jim. Yeah, it's Mike in Nebraska. How you doing? Good, Mike. How are you? Hey, pretty good. I mean, I, I think we got the other fellow there. He just talked. Um, I talked to you guys about the arteriosclerosis, and um, I've got some huge freaking news, and uh, hopefully yeah. you guys are sitting down. I am. Um, yeah, that everybody remember Dr. Linus Pauling. I know I do. Uh -huh. um, but uh, Linus Pauling, just a little background. He's the only two-time Nobel laureate who mm -hmm. won two Nobel prizes by Un himself. Yeah, unshared. The mm -hmm. yeah, the fake Madame Curie, which is another story, uh, <laughs> shared it. But uh, it sounds like you might know what I'm talking about. But oh, yeah. in any case, Linus Pauling in, uh, I think it was 1965, saw some work by Dr. Irwin Stone. And Dr. Stone had started working with vitamin C back in the 50s after the war, and he noticed that it turned around diseases. And he was working in what we would call megadoses, but not what later on Linus Pauling called megadoses. Linus uh, got a note from him in the 70s, or no, it would have been when he was 63, so uh, that would have, he was born in 1901, so do the math. He got a note, and Irwin said, you know, Linus, if you'll start doing the doses, I'm saying, you'll live another 50 years. And so Linus was fascinated by it, started taking it up, 
and he noticed huge things happening with mega doses. And um, uh, anyway, he published a paper with uh, Dr. Wall, I think it is, a German doctor, and um, they figured out that it totally reverses heart disease 100%, 100%. So uh, one incident was there was a man that had uh, three uh, bypasses. He was another Nobel uh, Prize winning chemist. At, uh, uh, Linus never said who he is. But he said, Linus, I can't even walk to my bathroom without getting angina. And I'm trying the vitamin C in Erwin Stone's doses. It's not doing any good. He goes, do you have any ideas? And, uh, and Linus said, yes, we've just found proline and lipine used in conjunction. So if you'll do that, he told him the doses. You guys can search the background and get that. Anyway, within two weeks, the guy called him and said he's chopping down trees. And uh, this guy, they could not do, they sent him home to die because they said, if you need one more bypass, we don't have the donor veins. So, you know, stay in your couch and don't move. So anyway, now the guy's chopping down trees. But I don't think this will surprise anybody in Jim's listening audience that they're lying to us. It's the biggest profit center in a hospital is the heart problems. And so they poo-pooed Linus, they shamed him. Uh, he, I remember when I was a kid, I was watching him on Phil Donahue one day talking about this. This is a God thing because I remembered the conversation. Phil Donahue said to him in his uh, snarmy, you know, uh, make fun of him voice, he said, Linus, are you actually saying this cures heart disease? And Linus says, yes. <laughs> and I remember hearing that, but I didn't remember until now lately when I found this. But guys, if you'll get into this and you'll find it, if you take it in the mega doses, which I have started taking it, uh, that Linus took 18 grams a day for the rest of his life, and he lived to 93. And I actually think they probably killed him at that age. My wife thinks they did, and I think she's probably right, because he was the only one that kept breaking through the barriers and telling them we have an answer to heart disease. And uh, he got it published and everything else. But there's the vitamin C foundation. Now, it has to be used in conjunction with lipine and proline for the total reversal. It can't just be alone. But, Jim, uh, it doesn't surprise you, does it, what I'm saying? Well, the thing is, what surprises me is even Linus Pauling never got it right. And that's the big as problem far as, when you're dealing with MDs. They don't understand nutrition. And right. the reason they have to do mega doses is because they don't understand that every vitamin requires mineral cofactors to work. And they weren't doing minerals. They were just doing the vitamins. And the problem is, when you do fractionated nutrition, you get crappy results. All you got to do is do the 90 essentials where you get all the minerals, all the vitamins, all the amino acids, all the essential fatty acids. You're giving your body everything it needs. Then instead of needing 18, 20, 30, 40, 50 grams, you can do the same thing with one or two grams because well, you're giving you your body the, the I, required it, new, uh, uh, mineral cofactors. If I might, mm -hmm. uh, at, at its heart, what the problem is, uh, arteriosclerosis is scurvy of the veins and in order to get the collagen working you can't just do the the regular doses so i'm going to err on the side of the two, two time uh-huh you can if you use the minerals with it 
Well, actually, what happens is is the arteriosclerosis is caused by a a proline, I think it's called, coming in and basically the body saying we don't have enough vitamin C, and so it's using a bad paper mache to build onto the arteries a patchwork. It's kind of like God's backup plan, but once the body can get enough of vitamin C in the other enzymes, it begins to bring back the collagen and do the repair work. But I, I would, uh, like a chemistry professor I had back in uh, college said, when Linus says it, I'll side with him. But, okay, so he's been right. Go look at his published papers. And he's the founder of microbiology chemistry. Um, so he, he figured out covalent bonds and things. So I would, before I just, you know, in order to do the repair work, you have to have megadoses. No, That's what I'm seeing. You have to have the right stuff, which is everything, not just tons of vitamin C. That's what I'm getting at. Vitamin C, when they're doing megadoses because they have to kick the door in, because they're not giving the mineral cofactors that make vitamin C work properly. When you give the right. mineral cofactors, you don't need megadoses. You can use a standard dose of one or two grams, a thousand to two thousand milligrams, and it will do just as good, if not better, because it has everything it needs to work. You don't need megadoses if you're well, doing Well, from what I'm properly. reading, you need lipine and proline as well to make the collagen. You need so enzymes. I'm not sure yeah. that's. Yeah, there's no yeah, question not, that there's other cofactors, but they are, there are cofactors. But when you do lipine, choline, vitamin C, and minerals, you don't need tons and tons of vitamin C. You just need a standard dose, and it will now work the way it's supposed to because it has the cofactors it needs to function. you got to remember, most of these papers are written by MDs who don't know anything about nutrition. Right. We see well, the in same case, kind of repair with just a standard healthy body start pack they don't right. have to do tons of extra stuff right but um i'm talking uh they've got actually radio telemetry uh, studies and they've looked at the veins and i'm just saying you know i'm not i'm not downgrading longevity no, well, what but i would I, like I to can... see is a study where they did what you're talking about and then they had another group where they did regular doses but they gave all the nutrients and I guarantee right. you they're going to find that the results are going to be as good, if not better. And you know there's none of those studies out for no, longevity. Because you they know. don't there want isn't, people right. to know. So you're not going to find any in either case. No, you won't. But I'm just saying, um, like I say, I'll, I'll go with Lionel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But uh, it's just food for thought. Just to do uh, yourself some good, it. throw in a couple of bottles of plant-derived minerals while you're at it. Well, and I do take that already. Yeah but uh still had the issue so it didn't go away do you have any studies that show longevity makes plaque go away not on you know the, the problem is, is there's none well there's you can't the, the thing is the you know, studies are generally only done by drug companies because they're so expensive right. and you know we do have some studies uh you know as a matter of fact in 20 i think it was 2011 clemson university just decided on their own to check out a couple of Longevity's original products. The the first one was Ultimate Classic, and then the other one was the original Beyond Tangy Tangerine. And what they were looking at was three things. Does it is it harmful in any way? Does it reduce inflammation? And does it kill cancer? And they found that using human uh, 
colorectal cancer cells, I believe, and in vitro, which is in test tubes, uh, it killed like 95% of the cancer in no time at all. And that studies, right. I've got a free download on my website. But the thing is, is unless a school or something like that decides on their own that they're going to try something like that, you know, you could suggest maybe get a hold of Clemson and say, hey, why don't you do a test, you know, and check, you know, Linus Pauling's deal against doing the same thing but using you know, not fractionated nutrition but complete nutrition and see what works. And right, if, if right. the only thing that you changed was instead of mega doses of C with no minerals, do regular doses of C with minerals and include the, the uh, enzymes in both cases, you're going to find that the results are going to be every bit as good. Right. Yeah, they've got sort of a battery of different cardiologists who jumped on board with them, and they actually do it now, the therapy, you know, which they're ostracized and things like that. But I'm just saying there there is the proof that it works. And, uh, well, yeah. No, I am not, for one, trying to say don't use Young Jeopardy. No. I'm saying that's great. You should. But there are other things in the world besides Young Jeopardy, Jim. You know, and there are other things that work, you know, for a lot of things. Yeah, and the problem, is, here's another thing to think about. When you're doing that kind of thing, you're going to help the heart. You're not going to help much else when you're doing well, it. Well, it's with, at, uh, vitamin C is at the base of um, all the cellular function in your walls and everything, the collagen and the transfer of the different enzymes across the cell wall. So it is it is basic to the yeah. to, to human life. As to how much, I don't know. Well, but it's, it's, a, it's a valid uh, it's a valid thing. But God designed it to work properly with mineral cofactors. Right. God don't want us doing mega doses. <laughs> you know, that's the thing. And you know, Well, you it would have been that way in the Garden of Eden when when you had the right pressure, atmospheric pressure and you had the everything right. were there. And yeah, you were probably up. eating a pear, and it probably had a thousand grams of vitamin C in it, right? Or whatever else the nutrients were all there. Mm-hmm. So, and we're all living in a broken world right now. But that's all. You know, I'm I'm yeah. not trying to be antagonistic. No, I'm no. Just saying, I'm, I'm there just you saying go. There's a two and it's sides a huge discovery. And the guy uh, was very ostracized. He's one of the. And they, I may have mentioned it, but in the top 100 scientists in the history of the world, Linus Pauling is number 16. So I think he, he warrants some listening, too. According to whom? Who, Whose <laughs> who's, uh, reading system on these scientists is that? Because Wallach, uh, Wallach had been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize uh, or a Nobel Prize. But, but guys, they, why are you so antagonistic? I'm not beating up Wallach. I'm, I'm telling you about Linus Pauling, and everybody's like, "Oh, I'm I'm t- it's got to be young Jeopardy. It's got to." What are you guys in a cult? This is Come on, Jeopardy, this is a young Jeopardy show. Uh, well, I didn't think you you wouldn't want to hear about something like this. No, I, you know, I've heard those kind of things. You know, I'm not being antagonistic. Huh? All, all I'm saying is Wallach wrote the book on nutrition. I know, and he did that great book on veterinary work. It's in the Smithsonian. I'm, right. I'm not taking anything away from Dr. Wallach, man. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not trying to you know, hurt your... And I'm not taking anything away from Linus Pauling. I'm just saying that he didn't have it all. If Linus no, had tried the Neither same does thing. Wallach. Uh, you know, Jim, I've looked at Wallach lately. The guy shakes like a leaf. So what's going on there? I don't know. I haven't been well, around I, him in so I, long. I don't know either. 
but obviously he doesn't have all the answers is like you said nobody does it's up for Jesus Christ this is true but I'm not saying everything he's doing uh, you know is, is, you know I'm not trying to take away from it I was just trying to offer you guys some other information right I understand you know and I'm not being I thought the show was about information to the gentleman that interrupted mm -hmm. well I'd like to say something if I may okay when you ahead, when you when you mega dose on on one or two or three nutrients, you trade one issue for another, like Jim was trying to say. Not in the case of vitamin C, you don't. Okay, okay. and the scientific evidence is there. Linus is the god. I get it. Huh? I yield. You you can throw balances off when you do mega doses of one or two things. The well, proper thing to do is C, if, so that's if you, not a statement that's true about vitamin C, Jim. Okay. You can't make it. You can't overdose. You can go diarrhea a lot, you know. But, <laughs> that's not throwing your body off. Well, yes, and then you back <laughs> off. You know, there's there's a whole there's a the whole thing protocol is, to it. You can accomplish the same results by doing it the right way balancing it all giving all 90 nutrients that our bodies were designed by jesus christ to use instead of doing it man's way is all I'm and saying. i would agree with you if you started off at five years old doing that you'd be all right but uh, as far as reversing arteriosclerosis and plaque the evidence isn't there that longevity will remove that you said that yourself no i didn't i'm just saying that i haven't seen studies but right We've had, you know, I've, I've had, you know, there's anecdotal stuff out there all over the place that there's lots of things that will help clear that up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, again, if I don't have the money to do studies like that. And generally, the do. only time you do is when you've got somebody backing somebody that they're trying to get something out of it. You know, that's all I'm saying. But just mm -hmm. because nobody's done a study doesn't mean there's not information out there to show that it works. And when you give the body what it needs, it fixes itself. You know, simple as that. Yeah. Plaque shows yeah. up because you're, you're nutrient imbalanced in the first place. So by putting the nutrients back, the problem will be cleared up. Yeah, the plaque shows up because of um, scurvy and veins. So it's a lack of vitamin C that causes it. And well, that's, that's, one, that's scientifically one opinion. Proven. There's another uh, no, opinion that's opinion. scientifically There's proven that it's inflammation. Of, of papers on it, Jim. Well, that doesn't that mean it's, it's scurvy. <laughs> well, it's the papers you're saying we need for longevity to prove it that we don't have. Well, they have it, that it's scurvy, and you don't know what I'm saying is not true. You're just saying it's possibly not true. Well, what, But it is, it is a lack of vitamin C because collagen is made from vitamin C. It's, it's the building block of it. And collagen is what makes the arterial walls healthy. And then when they do get under pressure and they, they scar and things, the plaque is put on there to bandage that because of a lack of vitamin C, which leads to a lack of collagen to do the proper repair. And that's one person's opinion or a handful of people's opinion. It's, yeah, it's research. Well, again, done by people that don't understand nutrition. That's why today you can go to any doctor and ask them about cystic fibrosis, and they'll tell you it's a genetic defect, when in fact it's been proven that it's a cause is caused by a lack of selenium, a mineral deficiency. Right. 
And there's proof. No, there's papers he's all got over a the place. lot of great discoveries, you know, like selenium and all the other ones that Wallach yeah. figured out were the cause of the multiple sclerosis and all the things. He did a lot of great things. Mm -hmm. But he's not the only great guy on earth, is he? No. Not there's more than one. But yeah, when it comes but, to nutrition, if Wallach said it, I'll stand by him. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, he's got a he's got a good track record for all the nutrients, not just vitamin C. And right. again, he's going at it from the standpoint of the right thing, that there's 90 nutrients that our bodies are required to have. So why just give one thing in large doses, which can throw other balances off when you give it all, and it will do the right things the right way? Yeah. Well, the yeah, reason they do this in large doses is to reverse bypasses. arterial plaque and arteriosclerosis and heart disease. It reverses it you know, so and totally takes you... That's you know, why they do it. We've seen people that have had the same kind of problems. Instead of doing the, the mega doses, they use their 90 essential nutrients plus our ultimate daily classic, and their blood vessels are cleared out. Mm-hmm. That's great. So, I'm not. Right. I'm not. You know, I'm not. I'm just saying. There's some. There's more than one way to look at everything. And there's. You know, obviously, same thing. You know, there's no. Just because we're talking about longevity a lot. That doesn't mean there's not some other things that work. I'm just saying that Wallach has done the research that no one else has done. And, mm -hmm. you know, Linus was working from a standpoint of not knowing all the whole story in the first place. I think if he knew about the 90 nutrients, he would have tried some different things. He might, his studies may have shown exactly what I'm saying. Doing the everything in the right amounts and then giving you know the extra stuff along with it the secret sauces so to speak you'll get the same results and you won't have to misbalance everything in the process mm. because your body's not designed to use tons of vitamin c and it doesn't need to if it has all the other things you know a gram of vitamin c will do just as well if not more than you know 25 times that when it has the proper nutrients well there's another statement that's not proven um you know, they're using the high doses because it actually works, and it's not toxic. Um, it's water-soluble. and uh, You're still not following me, though. They're using mega doses because they don't know about the mineral cofactors that make vitamin C work. Vitamin C doesn't work all on its own. It has to have mm -hmm. minerals. And because they don't know about the minerals, they're recommending mega doses because that's the only way to kick the door in. Mm -hmm. If you give the minerals... You don't need mega doses. You only need a standard dose, and it's less wear and tear on the body. It's less, you know, less diarrhea, and everything else. But it still gets the job done. That's all I'm saying. Mm. All righty. Okay. Well, thanks. Yeah. Thank yep. you. <laughs> Good conversation. You know, I, you know, there's always there's always things to be learned. There's no question. And I don't claim to know everything, but the one thing I've learned from Wallach is. Fractionated nutrition is never the way to go. And he's got enough research to prove it. You know, I don't have it at the tip of my fingers, but he does. Um, you know, what's going on with him right now, I have no idea. I haven't had any contact with him in probably four or five years. It was the last time I was face-to-face -face with him. And he was doing just fine at that point, so I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I was just watching one of his um, weekly shows, and he's just trembling really badly. Now, the only thing I can think of is he made the mistake when this 
vaccines were rolled out they've taken them and i was hoping that all the nutrition he was doing would offset that stuff but uh it may be that he's having something from one of the jabs or you know, you know and that's, that's, want to get rid that's of where him. i saw he really missed it you know he still believes in viral theory and all well, that he doesn't know anything about terrain that's pretty much true of virtually everywhere you go that's one thing that has just inundated every single area of uh of, of medical science not just the allopaths but naturopaths homeopaths they all seem to believe because they've been brainwashed with it for years and years and years you know it, it takes a lot of uh, research and thought to really look at this stuff and say i've been hoodwinked and thank goodness people like tom collins ellie fallon morell are out there trying to spread the word and uh, so many others are starting to but it's a slow, steady process that, you know, as Max Planck said, science advances one funeral at a time. And it's going to get to the point where, you know, people are going to have to really start looking at their own, you know, doing their own research and seeing what makes sense to them. Because, you know, obviously the, uh, the germ theory has never been proven. It's been disproven numerous times in their attempts to prove it. And uh, unfortunately, even people like Wallach, even Glidden, um, who I'm hoping one of these days will look into it more, but um, they still believe in that garbage, and it's a shame. But you know it is what it is. And I'm hearing some kind of something in the background. I don't know if uh, somebody else is. No, it must be coming. Well, let's see. Brenda is on mute. Did you want to say something, Brenda? Things quiet here. I don't have anything in the background. Hopefully, it's not me. Oh, I was just gonna ask uh, Mike if I could ask how if he'd had a scan or a heart cath or something to know he had the plaque going on. Did he leave? <laughs> uh, he's still. He's I'm. I'm sorry. I was in ordering uh, something here. But, uh, yeah, I went in and had a, a scan done and because uh, I was feeling tired and stuff. And they said, yep, your plumbing's clogged. Mm. Mm. Uh, I was just curious to know how you how you found out or what type of scan or something you did. And the, the interesting thing is they always use the term plaque, which is a very uh, generic term. You know, generally, the only things you're going to find in the arteries is a calcium buildup, which is a magnesium deficiency because your calcium and magnesium levels are off. Or you have um, cholesterol, which is a copper deficiency because your veins are, uh, or your blood vessels are um, weakened because they don't have enough copper to maintain the elasticity. And the body puts cholesterol in there as a blowout patch, so to speak, to keep you from having aneurysms and things like that. And again, by getting your calcium magnesium levels proper and by getting your uh, copper levels up, those problems are repaired by nutrition and the body will clear those things out. So when they say plaque, I would like to know exactly, don't tell me plaque because that's, that's an oddball term. Tell me what it is. Is it cholesterol? Is it calcium? Uh, and generally, you know, from what uh, the naturopathic standpoint is, all that stuff in the veins is caused by um, inflammation. 
from fried foods and oils. So if you're consuming fried foods or, you know, even coconut oil or extra, extra, extra virgin olive oil, that stuff can cause buildup in your, in your uh, veins as well. And cutting those things out and doing proper nutrition will help it to go away. So I would like them to be a little bit more, you know, use real terms. Don't sell me plaque. That's like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, but, um, okay, you've got sludge in the sewer. What's that sludge made out of? <laughs> Is it fecal matter? Is it bacterial growth or undergrowth or overgrowth or, or what? You know, leaves? <laughs> Um, tell me exactly what it is. Just don't give me a general term. And that's what plaque is. So, you know, I'd ask them a little bit more exacting, you know, and chances are they won't be able to tell you. But um, generally it's either calcium or cholesterol. And both of those are nutrient deficiencies because you're imbalances. So anyway, um, Dave, I had to mute you. I, didn't, I wasn't sure if it was coming from yours or not, but, um, you know, it looks like it unmuted. Okay. Everything's quiet now. That's good. Um, and I was going to mention the circulatory formula from Good Herbs, too, mm-hmm. with young Yeah. That, I, you know, Dave mentioned that before, too, about clearing out everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. I just recently I got another bottle of that last week, and I've been starting to take it again. Um, I'm half tempted just for the fun of it to go in and I just don't like dealing with MDs. I don't trust them one way or another, but it would be interesting to see if I could find somebody that could tell me what's going on in my blood vessels without sticking a tube in there and looking around and that kind of junk. Um, but I know I don't have any circulatory problems. That's for sure. You know, everything is, and I'm 66 and um been doing nutrition for let's see 14 years yeah and um i can i can honestly say with pretty good uh uh, belief that i'm not going to get cancer and i'm not going to have uh need a need by need for bypass surgery and junk like that because of the things i'm doing that take care of that stuff naturally. Um, I may be wrong. <laughs> Something might happen where I might viper lock. I don't know. It could be right in the middle of one of these shows. <laughs> but I'd say the odds are against it. But, uh, you know, I, I haven't been to an MD in, good grief, pretty close to 20 years. And um, I have no signs or need to go to one anytime in the near future. You know, like I said, unless I get shot or run over by a bus or get my arm ripped off by a PTO of my tractor, they'll never see me. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's it's a non-exact science, that's for sure. At least, you know, everybody's looking at things wondering. But, um, yeah. Anyway, dancing nurses, <laughs> COVID. Uh should we? That's <laughs> a good question they're asking. If the dancing nurses lied about COVID, why should we believe them about global warming? And again, you know, the nurses or, you know, whoever's leading the nurses might have uh, had some kind of scientific background for what they were saying uh, if they were telling the truth about COVID. Because most of the ones I've been around, you know, didn't buy into it at all. 
and didn't want to take the jabs or any of that stuff. Um, but now it seems like the only ones you find in hospitals anymore, are the ones that succumb to the bull crap and believed it all and took the jabs and are on short time now. And as a result, you've got nursing strikes in many country or many states right now. Uh, my wife was just telling me the other day, cause she's still a member of the American association of operating nurses or whatever it is. Um, but, um, she was telling me New Jersey and several other states, there was like 10 or 12 of them, have some major nursing strikes going on where they're not complaining about pay. They've actually turned down pay raises. What they're worried about is staffing. There aren't enough nurses to go around to do the jobs to keep patient care safe. And, you know, in other words, nurse, there got to be enough nurses to keep doctors from killing the patients is what it boils down to. And there are very, very few of them. And they're on strike now saying that they're not coming back to work until you hire more nurses because it's unsafe the way they have staffing done right now. And it all started with COVID because a lot of good nurses saw what was going on and quit. And now you've got hospitals that fired nurses for refusing to take the jab or begging them to come back. And, oh, well, you, you don't have to take anything. Just come back. You know, <laughs> Why did you have to be such schmucks as it was to start with? Um, but that's the kind of things. But when it comes to global warming, I mean, these people have absolutely no scientific basis for what they're saying. They're just pushing the, the agenda. And when you look at it, you can find, you can see very clearly that there's no, no agenda to it. And the real scientists that have looked into this stuff are saying it's a whole, the whole thing's a big, huge scam. It was all about control. COVID was all about control, and now global warming is as well. And it's not even global warming anymore. It's climate change because climate change more accurately depicts what's going on. They say it's warming, and then all the new numbers come out saying, hey, it's actually cooler. Well, now it's not warming. It's changing. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. You know, they do the studies saying that the global ice pack is, you know, thicker than it's ever been. And they're saying it's melting away and the polar bears are going to drown and all that good stuff. And of course, polar bears are the greatest swimmers of land animals, you know, in existence. 200 miles at a time is not unusual. And, uh, oh, the polar bears are going to drown. Everything's lies, lies, lies. You know, if, uh, the, if the world was going to end... The first time we were given a time limit by Al Gore, uh, we'd have been dead for the last 20 years and then some. But guess what? We're not. We're still here. You know, kids today are being brought up with this crap. They're scared to death. They think they honestly believe this stuff because they're being programmed with it like we've been programmed with all this other crap to, or, you know, our whole lives. And they're honestly believing that the, you know, the world's going to end by 2030. Why bother getting a job? Why do this? Why do that? You know, less than 10 years, we're all going to be dead. Well, guess what? In less than 10 years, you're going to find out they were lying to you. And they're just going to kick that can down the road further and further and further and see how stupid you are, whether you're willing to believe it continually or not. Anyway, it was the same frontline healthcare workers who insisted that everyone on the planet wear oxygen-restricting masks for three years to stop the spread of an alleged virus that still has never been isolated and proven to exist, because it doesn't. It's like a toxin, along with um, 5G cell phone energy, screwing everybody up. 
Seeing as how that was a lie, why should we now believe these same folks about climate change? Since when are medical employees qualified to tell uh, to be telling others to cut down on carbon and stop using fossil fuels? Again, they're lemmings following their leaders. Once again, the medical industry is engaging in shock tactic, um, shocktastic melodramatics to try to push a left-wing climate agenda, just like with COVID. They insist we'll cause us all to drop dead unless we obey. Well, you guys go right ahead. I ain't going to. There's profuse and ever-growing evidence to show that the planet is not warming. <laughs> in fact, might be in the cooling phase right now. All those fake news reports about the European heat wave were fake, as were the ones about record temperatures here in some parts of the United States. And they're talking about all the... Uh, fires are going crazy everywhere trying to say it was COVID or it's not COVID, but uh, climate change when in fact they've arrested like 70 or 80 um, people in Greece setting these fires. <laughs> so, you know, same thing. It's not climate change. It's, it's human change. People getting dumber and dumber and dumber. All these scare tactics might've worked better pre COVID but now that the world is uh, wide awake to the globalist playbook for running PSYOPs camps, well, I wouldn't say that's quite <laughs> accurate. It's no longer as easy to scare people into, into obedience with threats of sudden death and for disobeying. But there are still those who will. You know, I'm seeing more and more people wearing face diapers again, walking around in parking lots in public and out in the wide open and in stores. You know, it's just, you know, some people just... You know, they, the longer they wear the face mask, the dumber they get, which is a proven fact. And uh, that's the one thing that was going for the other side. You got people wear them things for three years, the, their brain cells are all killed off, and now it'll be much easier to get them to wear them. Some people, thank goodness, not so much. Nothing they told us about COVID was correct, despite constant hounding to wear a mask and get injected. COVID was about threatening as, as average about as threatening as an average flu season after all <laughs> if if that now they're attempting the same threats again with regard to climate change stop using earth-based fuels and cut the carbon or else we'll all drop dead well guess what if that was the case we would have been dead years and years and years ago but it's not and if you don't believe us, watch as the nurses pretend to fall on the ground and die because you refuse to listen to them. <laughs> now, if everybody in the allopathic community died, with the exception of folks in ERs, it'd probably do the world a good or bad thing, better thing. People stop idolizing nurses after the pandemic scare, report Zero Hedge. Dancing for the climate feels more like a desperate act to regain relevancy rather than legitimate activism <laughs> uh, that's true oh goodness well let's see here we got about nine minutes left Ooh. san fran crime insanity filmmaker ellie Steele says that within 10 minutes of walking away from suv during a film shoot with father criminals broke into the vehicle and stole fifteen thousand dollars worth of cameras hmm. Jeez, that's not much I got a camera, and if they tried to steal $15,000 worth, they'd have to take the body and leave the lens. <laughs> but anyway, 
Trump fear-mongering about new COVID variants, a lunatic ploy to rig the 2024 elections. Yeah. But gee, now he sees it. Ooh, spy in the sky. NYPD will use surveillance drones to monitor private Labor Day parties this weekend. Ew. If you thought your backyard Labor Day party was going to be a private gathering, think again if you live in New York City. The NYPD has announced that it intends to use drones to investigate complaints about large gatherings such as private events over the weekend. Since when is that illegal? <laughs> in a press conference, NYPD Assistant Commissioner Kaz Doherty explained if a caller states there's a large crowd, a large party in the backyard, we're going to be utilizing our assets to go up and go check on the party. Again, for what? What are they doing that's illegal? The idea is to send drones over people's yards. You know, there's people, I don't know about New York City, but around here you fly a drone over my yard, I just might get the old bird gun out and take her down. <laughs> uh, to check out barbecues and other parties that neighbors have complained about to determine whether it's worth sending officers in. Oh, good grief. Dory said as a way to use their resources more efficiently. Uh, let's see if they got nope they don't uh comments were made at a press conference about safety measures for the jovert festival a caribbean festival in brooklyn that marks the end of slavery and is known for rowdy behavior and the west indian american day parade nypd chief of patrol john chell said how f now for anyone who thinks they're gonna come into this community this weekend with bad intentions we are all we all here stand together and we say not this weekend nor any other weekends implying that the use of drones in this manner will continue beyond the holiday weekend he noted that drones are capable of responding to calls faster than patrol cars because they don't eat donuts particularly during crowded events uh, the move is naturally rising, raising a lot of privacy concerns, and some civil liberties and privacy advocates have pointed out that it may be a violation of police surveillance laws such as the Post Act. Well, unlike your front yard, you do have some type of uh, expectation of privacy, especially if you have a privacy fence up. If you have a privacy fence, that means you're expecting some privacy. You should be able to do things in your backyard. And when they fly over top of you, you know, they're skirting that expectation of privacy. New York Civil Liberties Union privacy and technology strategist Daniel Schwartz said it's a troubling announcement and it flies in the face of the Post Act. Deploying drones in this way is a sci-fi inspired scenario. Under the city's post act, whatever that is, the NYPD is required to publish any new methods it introduces for employing surveillance technology 90 days in advance to allow for public uh, period of public comments. They have not done so in this case. In a 2021 document, the department published out outlining its use of drones. It suggested that their use would be limited to activities such as search and rescue operations, documenting crime scenes, managing incidents involving hazardous materials, and visual assistance in hostage situations. Other scenarios are also listed, but noisy backyard parties is not one of them. 
Well, surprise, surprise. Once again, they have these new toys, and they don't have enough times to use them with all those other things they've listed, so let's use them for backyard parties. Moreover, the department promised it would not be using drones in areas where there is a reasonable expectation of privacy without MY personnel first obtaining a search warrant that explicitly authorizes the use. Again, if you've got fencing up in your backyard, you know, blocking street viewing and stuff like that, that's an ex expectation of privacy that their technology is now skirting and uh, not a good thing. Earlier this month, the New York Post reported that the NYPD has invested tens of thousands of dollars in drone technology and is increasingly employing it for public safety. Ooh, yeah, they should have put those in quotes. So far this year, it's more like public uh, observation. Uh, more So far this year, they deployed drones for emergency or public safety issues 124 times. You know, it doesn't describe what they were, which marks a big rise over the four instances recorded last year. Mayor Eric Adams, who previously a police captain, uh, has said that he would like the department to take advantage of drones' endless potential. He has said that he would like them to follow the example of Israel, where he observed extensive use of drone technology on a recent visit. Good grief. Right now, around 1,400 police departments in the U.S. are using drones for some purposes. And a recent report by the ACLU predicted that drone use is poised to explode in police departments. Once again, glad I don't live in New York. Anywhere, let alone the big city. Yeah, you fly a drone over my property, you just might get shot down. <laughs> Guaranteed. Anyway... We're just about out of time. Anybody have any last-minute comments, questions, concerns, anything like that? Nope. Okay. Check out Vernon Coleman's sites, vernoncoleman.com and .org. Uh, his, his videos are on the .org site. Um, check out his books. He's got a ton of them. He's got some free ones, I think, on the .com site. I uh, might want to check those out. I'm, I haven't had a chance to look, but I'm going to. You know, but anyway, we're just, like I said, just about out of time. Hope everybody uh, got something out of today. And like I said, you know, Mike just jumped off, but I don't want anybody to think that, you know, we're anti-stuff here. I'm just trying to make a point that, you know, Linus, as good as he was, didn't fully understand, or he probably would have done things differently and gotten the same or better results and uh, would have been a little easier on the body at the same time. There's no need for megadoses of vitamin C when you use the right stuff in the right form and you have the mineral cofactors to go with it. Uh, that's all I was trying to get across. But anyway, that's pretty much it for today. Appreciate everybody being here. And uh, take care of your bodies because the only place you have to live just a reminder again that uh, tomorrow's my um, police retirees breakfast slash lunch kind of thing. Um, I should be back in time to do the show at 1 p.m. Eastern like normal, but in the off chance I get delayed somehow or another, I'll get back and get on as quick as I can. But that shouldn't be an issue. And if it does happen, I can at least log in on my phone and say what's going on and then uh, go from there. But that being said, my little alarm on my watch is buzzing. 
I don't know why it's not dinging. I'll have to check that. But uh, we are out of time. So uh, thanks, everybody, for being here. Take care of your bodies, because the only place you have to live, be yourself, because everybody else is taken. Don't wear a face mask. Don't comply. Put on your to-do list. Do not comply. <laughs> That's it. Take care, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. <laughs>